This episode is sponsored by knitithookitcraftit.com and Lynn Rowe Knitting and Crochet. You can find links to both companies from the show notes. Hello. Hello. Welcome to episode three of the Crochet Circle podcast. This one is called Socks Away. For you this episode, we have got Yay Crochet or Nay Crochet. We have got some festival updates for you, some helpful hints. I have a book review and a couple of yarn reviews. We've got our standard magazine reviews as well. Of course, the dreaded whip wall update, some finished objects and a bit on some charity crochet projects that we have and we'll finish off with what's good. So let's get cracking with them um, ye crochet or nay crochet. Which one do you have, Lynn? I have nay crochet this time. <laughs> what is your nay crochet? <laughs> well, as you know full well, Faye. <laughs> Basically, I've been testing out different types of yarn. So I had a little play with some ribbon yarn quite a few weeks ago now. That was quite nice. I'll probably talk about that another time. But the other type of yarn that I tested out was paper yarn. So quite a few yarn companies are now manufacturing yeah. what they're calling paper yarn. So I thought, oh, I needed to have a little play with it because I was using it for a project. I didn't get on particularly well with it. Not it's your favourite Not my favourite type of yarn. The projects can come out looking really well, but it's just quite difficult. You don't get a lot of flow going because it's quite crispy. I mean, it is soft-ish, but then when you wrap it around your hook and try to pull your hook down through your through your stitch it can just get stuck and you just have to keep doing yep. it and then your hook falls off so that you can't really get a good flow going with it it's quite slow to work with so I did try it with crochet but I also tried it with knitting and it, it wasn't better so I wasn't a big fan I have a few balls left to have a little play with again maybe and I think my other concern was about getting it wet as well I wasn't quite sure you know whether it would be suitable for something that was going to go outside I doubt it very much yeah. I think they're more for homewares and accessories and things that you're going to use inside but I think you could probably make some quite nice bowls with it so maybe that's a, something I need that, to try that was your knee yeah and that was my knee and not everything is suitable no mine is going to be a ye crochet and Lynn will testify that I'm not really a very soppy person but last podcast you heard me talking about the blanket that I hadn't done any work on for a year. That is now not the case. I've managed to get through quite a chunk of it actually. And one of the things I'm doing is tagging it in between each podcast. So you can see when I finally get it to the finished objects, you'll be able to see how much I've done from one podcast to the next to the next. It's a good idea. Yeah, it's quite nice and quite interactive. But as I was crocheting it and I was looking at the colours I'd chosen a year ago, it's called Shorelines, but it's like going from the shoreline out to the sea and then back into another shoreline because it will be a mirror image blanket and then as I was looking at all of the lovely listeners that we've had and how far around the world they are from Mm -hmm. as I've been crocheting it I've been thinking about this blanket stretching from our shorelines in the UK out to all of the other countries where we've got listeners so of course quite a few of them are in English speaking countries so America Australia Canada but actually we've got listeners in Norway and Spain and Germany and in the Netherlands as well. So I quite like this idea that as I'm crocheting away, I'm sending like nice waves out to crocheters across the world. When you said that you'd start in at the shoreline out to sea and then back to another shoreline, would yeah. that shoreline be in another country and therefore yeah. would your shades of colour be a little bit different maybe? They're not as, actually. No, they're the same. no, whatever you are in the world, your shoreline has to be exactly the same <laughs> as the shoreline of the UK because I've mirror imaged it and it's yarn that I'm using which I bought from eBay. I don't really want to change that up and I love symmetry so that that would be off the scale for me to do it in a different colour at the other side. Just not acceptable in, in my world. So we'll move on to festivals. We're really hitting into yarn festival season now and I mentioned in the last um, podcast that I was heading up to Edinburgh so I was up there for the Saturday and that was a, it was a nice festival. It's very designer led, it's very yarn led so if what you expect from a yarn festival is to be in somewhere that smells a bit of sheep poo and has got sheep breeds in it Edinburgh is not that type of festival it's very much about meeting up with people meeting up with fellow ravelers 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 (laughs) ravelers fellow people who also knit and crochet 
yeah, it's it's a very different angle on a yarn fest, and for that reason, lots of people, you know, just flock to it. It is their main festival for um, the UK. I quite like the sheep and the smells. To I be do, honest, I do too. And um, which is why when we went to Wonderful mm. Wheels last weekend, we had an absolute ball, and we spent. It's- brilliant spent some money which yeah. was bad i just like to add i don't normally spend a lot of money at uh, yarn festivals so i'm going to blame faye <laughs> making me spend money i'm a very bad influence <laughs> i don't know it <laughs> yeah but we had a cracking time we did. it's a really lovely festival it takes us about two and a half hours to get over there from cheshire so it's a bit of a haul but actually i really think it's worth it it's lovely it's got great light so you can see the color of the yarn properly which isn't always the case in festivals it smells of sheep and we've got some nice photos of some mm. Wensley deals which are up on Pinterest. It's also got a really nice mix of different yarn brands so lots that you would expect to see uh, because they do all of the shows and then some very localised ones as well and it's ju- it's a really nice mix of different um, suppliers and in particular there's a button supplier that I only ever see at Wonderwall Wales never see them at any of the other ones so whilst um, textile gardens goes to most of the yarn festivals there's another supplier that does antique and um, second-hand buttons and their their range is incredible and you know every time you go it's going to be a different layer of stock and it's their stuff is lovely we both dipped into yeah we were there for quite a while Mm. weren't we on that stall just having a mooch and then the guy suddenly comes out with another box and you think oh wow what's in there yeah (laughs) talking about wonderwall what i like there as well is that the stalls are quite spread apart so the the corridors between the stalls are quite wide so you don't feel as if it's an enclosed space to to the extent where um you can't walk against the tide of people coming towards you so it's really enjoyable because you can just take your time and leisurely walk around and then the food is absolutely amazing incredible actually it's the best of all of the yarn festivals there's always a queue because Mm. the food is really good it's wholesome it's cooked pretty much to order lots of gluten-free stuff so it's fantastic you know don't have to worry if you're gluten-free like i am there's cakes there's just everything there it's absolutely brilliant and it's got a really nice atmosphere as well so they don't do music like some of the other yarn festivals do but what i would say is it's light it's airy it's sheepy Mm. and it's got loads of walking space and great food and really great traders as well so for me I'd have to be on my deathbed to not make it to Wonderful yeah, Wheels. Yeah, it's one of my favourites. I and mean, there's people there with prams, people there with dogs. You're allowed to take dogs in there because yeah. that's how much space there is, really. You're not going to have a problem if, you, if you've got mobility issues or people there in wheelchairs and yeah, things. There were, so, yeah, and electric happily. scooters as well. Yeah, I saw plenty quite a few of space them. for everyone to look around. So, yeah. I like it really. And parking and a bag bay. Yes, which is very important. We needed a bag bay, which was supporting. I think it was the the air ambulance. ambulance. Wasn't it? I think we paid a pound for a bag. Yeah, nice to support a good course as well. That was Wonderwool, and our little festival outings continue because we have also got Woolfest coming up, which is on the twenty fourth and the twenty fifth of June. And I think Lynn and I are heading up on the Friday to go and have a little sneaky peek and see what's what's going on up there it's kind of similar to wonder wool different but similar one of the things that they have is called the wool clip which i'll tell you more about next time but it's a really interesting exhibition of their local crafters and it's yeah it's again it's another really nice yarn show i haven't been to Walkfest, so i'm looking forward to that and we have taken photographs of our purchases from wonder wool (laughs) so (laughs) we've put them on pinterest actually on that i should mention this because if you ever wonder, should you go to a yarn festival on day one or day two? Because there's always that mix-up of, if they sell out of something, it's going to sell out on day one. But equally, if you're going to get maybe a bit of a bargain, that would be on day two. We managed a bargain, and it was something that sold out on day one. So John Arbin, which I just love their stuff anyway, and I, I made a beeline for them because I wanted some more sock yarn. And they have little mini skeins of mill ends. You should have seen Lynn and I. We were like children (laughs) in a sweet shop. We could barely clasp our arms together because of all of the wool that we were holding that we wanted to buy. But that was a bargain. That was £3.50 per 100 grams and they weigh it out. So if you wanted to have cuffs, toes and heel contrasting colours for your socks, then it's absolutely ideal. It's a very affordable way of 
doing it and it just um, it was lovely what was great was that even though they were just little mini skeins and obviously ends of, of yarn ones and things they were all labeled up so you knew exactly if it's double knitting four ply you know you, you had a good idea of what yeah. you're going to be knitting with and because of that our friend becca told me that they also have a mill membership thing do you know about this? i didn't know about it really to good. be honest but i signed up for it yesterday it. <laughs> so you spend 25 pounds with them for your mill membership it's a membership for life if you go down there with four or more people you as a mill member get 20 percent off from their wow. showroom or if you go to an event and you see the mirror you get 10 percent off you also get a free gift through the post and you get specific newsletters so you might know about new yarns that are coming through. So have you had your free gift yet? No, I no. did it yesterday. Ooh, they're exactly. good, but they're not that good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll um, I'll let you know what the free gift is. I went down the knitting route, so I think I'll get a skein of really nice wool. Lovely. But for £25, That's I thought, good. and lifetime membership, yeah. I thought that was a really and good deal. And then you deal. get your 20% off or 10% yeah. off as well. So, that's so I love that. We could pop a link for that in the... Yeah in the show notes and I don't think it's just specifically for people that are in the UK I think it's open to everybody great that was a nice little find Mm. so thank you Becca for that one that's it on the festivals roundup apart from well maybe we should mention yarn deal oh well exciting news is that Faye and I applied for a stall for Yarndale back in January when the exhibitors application became available and received an email a couple of weeks ago to say yes we have a stall <laughs> so ooh, excitement Damn and then it. oh it's okay. a lot of work <laughs> it's a lot of work so we both both will have our own businesses so yeah, come and see us, come and say hello. We'll be talking about it a lot more near the time. Uh, yeah, we've got uh, a lot of work to do between now and then. You know. um, so we'll be selling our wares and maybe we might have some specific things we ready for do. yarn deal. Yeah. We'll tell you more about that in the future. Yes. We are busy plotting. Okay, so that uh, yeah that rounds up the festival lineup so far and a little bit of what you might expect in the future. Mm. We're going to move on to helpful hints and this has really come back from a couple of Ravelry threads we've got going for the crochet circle podcast so if you haven't already gone in there i would suggest coming on in there's a a kind of welcome board where you can introduce yourself introduce some of the topics that you might like us to talk about so two clear things have come out of that one was about getting the tension right when you're crocheting and the other one was a question mark over stylish crochet and questioning some of the patterns that are available and trying to find sources for more contemporary crochet so Lynn's going to take you on this one. So I'm just going to talk through some tips about how to measure your tension with crochet. Tension is often called gauge, so it's the number of stitches and rows of a particular stitch or stitch pattern in a defined square of crochet fabric, and this is usually measured over four inches or 10 centimeters. Your crochet tension or gauge will be determined by the size of the hook and yarn that you're using so the tension required for your pattern will always be listed at the beginning of the pattern where the material section is there should also be a tension section as well and it's essential that you match the tension to get the right size of fabric and therefore the right size of your garment because if you crochet too tightly your garment will end up too small and equally if you crochet too loosely your garment will end up too big so then you'll get to the end all that hard work and it won't fit you very well. You have something ill-fitting. So similar to knitters, everybody crochets slightly differently, so the likelihood is that we all have a very slightly different crochet tension. So this is often determined by the way you're holding the hook and yarn. Even if the same person is crocheting and they put that down and maybe they come back to it a few days later, if you sat in a different position, I found this myself, or you've just got a different mindset, that particular night maybe you're a little bit stressed or you're more relaxed than you were a previous night, your crochet tension can actually vary in your own work. So it's something just to be mindful of. To check your tension, although it tells you how many stitches there are per 10 centimeters, it's recommended that you crochet a larger square than that to begin with as a test. So maybe work a chain until it measures about six inches and then do your double crochet or your treble, whatever the stitch is, over that six inches and work in the pattern for six inches so that you end up with a six inch square or a 15 centimeter square. And then you can pop that flat down with a hard ruler 
mark out zero, mark out 10 centimetres, put a pin on either side and then count the number of stitches between the two pins and then you work out the same, you do exactly the same for the vertical rows. So then you'll be able to see have I got the right number of stitches and the right number of rows within my 10 centimetres that I've marked out. Now if you find that you have too many stitches so if the pattern says you should have 22 stitches for 10 centimetres and you have 25 then your tension is tight so you've created more stitches than you should have done within that 10 centimetre length. So what you would have to do is to make a new tension square and use a larger hook so that the stitches are larger and you get less stitches then per so, 10 centimetre. So I know one of the questions that people often have is what do you mean by larger hook? Do you mean that you'd move from a 4 to a 5mm or would you go from a 4mm to a 4.5mm? What's, what's upper hook size or down a hook size? So when people say go upper hook size they just mean to the next the next, next available, available size so for example if you look at like the three millimeter range you've got three millimeters you can get 3.25 with a crochet hook you can get 3.5 3.75 then you're on to four mil so you could try 3.25 if you haven't if you've only one or two stitches out you might just want to go to 3.25 but if you're more than that you might think oh i need to go up yeah to 3.5 but with four millimeters you don't really have a choice you've only got four millimeters 4.5 five. five so and it's it, just go to the next available size and give it a try it's something that comes with experience as well it is, and yeah. understanding your personal tension yeah. like it, most people know if they crochet quite tightly or if they crochet quite loosely they, they are aware of that my, uh, my egg hats exactly. tell me i'm quite a tight crochet but conversely, if you have too few stitches, so if you should have 22 stitches per 10 centimetres and you only have 20, you have a loose tension because you made the stitches a little bit too big. So therefore you need to go down a hook size yeah. to make your stitches smaller and hopefully then get the 22 stitches within the 10 centimetres. So, that, so that makes sense. But we'll get this written up on yes, um, show notes as well. Just quick few bullet points for how to make it work. And what I would recommend as well is once you've worked up your tension square is to label it up, keep it, keep document it. it and put it away so that if you come to use that yarn or something very similar again you'll know exactly okay I needed to use a 4.5mm and not a 45 You've already four, done the work. Yeah so yeah. it might seem like a, a bit of a pain and a bit of extra work to begin with but once you've done it and documented it it's there forever. It's Brilliant. Okay. Good tips. Mm. And then the other question was about stylish crochet. I yeah. think it was a lady called Jen on this, one of the This Ravelry. is actually my best friend. Is um, it? And it, she has okay. real issues trying to find things that she would actually want to crochet. She knitted when she was little a long, long time ago, but she loves crocheting. Her issue is every time she goes on Ravelry and finds something that she likes, it's something that's knitted and it's not a crocheted item, so it's not something that she would go to make and she's getting increasingly frustrated. <laughs> yeah I think the problem with crocheted garments is that there is this sort of 1970s vintage style attached to them and I think possibly it's the nature of the stitch that then creates that look and then you automatically associate it with the 1970s yeah. granny square things and it is more difficult with crochet to create something that's nice and drapey unless um, you tend to have to use the looser stitches so then they are a little bit see-through as well but you can just wear them over yeah. the top of a little camisole but I mean I have a I have got some of my favorite designers really that do stylish crochet okay. pieces so what I've done is I've just made a little list of them which I can share with the readers and then if anybody out there has, has uses um, patterns from another designer that I've not listed or they've got their own favorite preferences just let us know yeah, we'd, we'd love, love to, hear. to hear because it's it's that information sharing yeah. isn't it yeah. so whether that would be through Instagram Twitter Pinterest send stuff Any to us on Ravelry. Pinterest or Ravelry we'd love to hear yeah. who your favorite contemporary designers are but I think particularly for upper body wear yeah. so maybe camisoles 
jumpers, pullovers, cardigans. Um, cardigans would be, that would be really yeah. lovely to see what people yeah, have got to suggest. There's lots of lovely scarves and wraps and things yeah. out there. It's just when you come to the garments. So for me, and as I say, this is just my own list here. I like Marie Wallin, who was a rowing designer. In fact, she was head designer from, I think, about 2005 to 2013. And then she started her own design company. Mm-hmm. And now she self-publishes all her own work and her own books. Her stuff is it's beautiful. incredible. She has got a nice selection of crocheted garments. She does knit as well, so mm-hmm. that you can find both there. They're both equally beautiful. And they are really, really modern and stylish. They're very pretty in design, but they're not over-fussy, because a bit like... Like Faye, I'm not a fussy person and I'm not very girly, but I do love Marie's work because it, it's just gorgeous, mm-hmm. but it's not frilly or, you know, it's not over the top. It's just like, wow, that's sophisticated and, and nice. I think that's the word, sophisticated. Yeah. And that's what Janie's trying to find is some yeah. sophisticated outerwear crochet. You could actually wear make. them and they would look amazing. She does have a crochet book, which I did buy online recently. I haven't made anything from it yet, but I had a quick flick through. It's called Filigree and it's collection three and it's really feminine summer designs. I think it uses Rowan Summer Light four ply. But I did have a look in my stash and I have found a little bag. You surprised me. Yes, (laughs) I've somehow, amongst my stash, have enough full ply cotton to make a garment <laughs> and I remember buying this particular cotton off eBay when I very first went back to knitting and crochet probably about eight or ten years ago I've had it all that time kept thinking oh I'll get rid of this get rid of it no no it, it'll make something nice so I think I, I have about 500 grams although one of them the colour has gone a little bit I think because they're all the same lot so I don't know why one looks a different colour perhaps I've left it in the sun or something I don't know so I could make one of these items with it if I have time that's sometimes I just look forward to that yeah. listeners but you've but the caveat of if I have time if I have time and I think later this year Marie is also launching winter crochet oh, in fun. October so we'll put Marie's website she has a lovely website it's, really lovely. it's amazing and she also has all the her garments and her designs on a Ravelry page so we can pop those on there for you you can have a look you can buy individual patterns as well I think off Marie's uh, Ravelry page yeah, yeah. so that's uh, Marie the other person on another person on my list is Joanne's Grace and Joanne is also known as not so granny mainly because she says she was fed up of the <laughs> grandma image that uh, knitting and crochet yeah. has so she knew she could make beautiful and fashionable things from her crochet not just granny square waistcoats so um, her designs are stylish wearable pieces that's what she focuses on they usually have a seamless construction so you start from the top generally and work down and so you haven't got lots of sewing up to do at the end little bit vintage inspired really but they've got like a really fresh modern feel Mm -hmm. they really are lovely she loves to work with beautiful yarns and she she tries to design items that will last and not go out of fashion so yeah absolutely lovely her work is often in magazines so you may have seen joanne's work if you've seen a nice cardigan jumper it might be joanne's actually um, she works with the yarn companies quite a lot too and um, she just wants to bring to the market fashionable crochet that you can wear Yippee. day in day out <laughs> so again that, <laughs> we've got joanne's details for her website so i'd urge you to go and have a look at her work as well it's really nice you can buy joanne's patterns individually on ravelry you can buy books from the website i think as well so it's all out there and another designer that often works with Joanne is Kat Golden. Kat also designs her own range of patterns. So she's got knitting and crochet. And they worked together, Joanne and Kat, and founded The Yarn Project. And she also writes books for various publishing companies and lots of magazines too. So you might have seen Kat's work out there. Yeah. From the first issue of Crochet Now, it was Kat's cardigan that I pulled out as being something that actually I would crochet. It's really nice. Mm. Kat's also a columnist and contributes regularly to Simply Crochet. And she's also a freelance photographer. So, 
Yeah, work looks amazing. She has worked with Joanne's Grace, recently published a new collection called Three from the Top, which is a collection of three cardigans that you can make a couple of them in children's size all the way up to adult size, which is quite good, that's nice good idea. Yeah. So that's great. And they launched that at Wonderwall Wales, so we went and said hello, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we actually went and met yeah. with them. They're just really lovely, lovely, lovely ladies. Yeah. They're the very passionate about true. crochet and exactly what you said, bringing a yeah. fresh look to crochet yeah. pieces you'll hear a little bit more about some of their work actually because it's their book that I'm reviewing and we're going to put lots of photos up including some whip photos and within that one of my whips is one of Joanne's shawl patterns from their second shawl book yeah and it's called Mist Kingfisher and I'm really enjoying doing that there were a couple of shawls that I ne- spotted when we went to have a look at their stall and I received some yarn for review yesterday and so I think in my mind I've got one of those shawls in my mind to test out this new yarn so yeah. I'll talk more about that another time. I can thoroughly recommend Mr yeah. Kingfisher with short row shaping it's quite an interesting okay. construction it's a, mm. nice, it's a nice one. So that's uh, Marie, Joanne and Kat and then there's just one other designer called Vicky Brown I don't know a lot about Vicky so I haven't got a lot to too much to say here but she does design really modern and elegant wearable crochet garments too so um she's i've seen her quite a lot in inside crochet magazine i think that's where i've I've, um seen a lot of vicky's work and you can find vicky as well on her own website vicky brown designs and she has a ravelry shop too but they're really nice pieces again you might recognize them because these people that I've mentioned today are probably the main crochet designers yeah. for garments so a lot of the works out there quite regular the images you do see them a lot but again if you know someone who we don't yeah, know please know. pass it along we'd love to see what else is out there there are also a couple of books which I'll probably provide details for and show notes about making crocheted items fit better right. I was having a bit of a scour the other week just in, in context of this part of the podcast so it might be that you already have a design that you really love but it just doesn't quite fit you properly and I think these books may help with that so we'll provide those links too. Yeah. So that was it on the questions from our lovely listeners and bits and pieces that they wanted a bit of help for. So we're going to move on to reviews section. I'm going to start off with a book review and as an opening statement one of the things that I wanted to say is you might get very few book reviews from us because our intention is if we're going to review a book we will have actually crocheted some of the pieces from it so we're not going to flick through a crochet book and and say yes we like this we like this we like this actually it's going to get a thorough review from us which is quite helpful because you don't get that many new books coming through with crochet so we're not going to be bombarded with lots of books that we feel that we have to review so the one that I've chosen this time is called Crochet Yeah which I think you kind of have to say with a fist pump like a crochet yeah I think it's yeah definitely has to have a fist pump and it deserves a fist pump as well it does it's more of a booklet than a book it has six patterns in it There are two hat patterns, uh, a pair of mittens, a scarf, a cowl and a pair of socks. And they're very good at saying what level you need to be at to be able to accomplish the patterns. Some of the stuff is beginner, like the Worcester scarf, which I've done. And then the most difficult thing are the socks, which are the Evesham socks and they're down as kind of intermediary level. So I did them as well. So we've got both sides of the scale and I just really wanted to try crochet socks. I haven't um, tried crochet socks, believe it or not. But it is on my list to do. I have had little fingers mm. of fire over the last few you weeks. You have. Been, uh, <laughs> I don't know how you do it. I don't know either. Because <laughs> I don't look up and speak to my family. I'm just like, oh, God, I've got to hook more stuff up. So I've been, I've been on a little sock journey, which is why the episode is called Socks Away, because yeah. it's a very socky episode they were the two projects that I did from the book and I was really impressed for something that's booklet size rather than full book it's got charts in there it's also got written instructions for the patterns I, I really liked it so because I've got quite a lot to say about it what I'm probably going to do is do a proper review of the crochet yeah book and then also a review because one of the things that marries up with the booklet is the socks yeah <laughs> which is a yarn by Rachel Coopier at Coop Knits uh, I can provide those two things yeah. but I'll 
do them probably as a, bo- a blog post from yeah. Knit It, Hook It, Craft It, and then we'll provide the link in through the show notes. That sounds like a good uh, one. But yeah, I would, I would certainly recommend the book because it's got something for people of all stages and you can do crochet socks. Yeah, I'll so I'll, I'll use that as my indicator in particular. I crocheted the socks up using Socks Yeah mm-hmm. in Iolite, which is shade 109. Really lovely shade and I enjoyed working with it, but I'll come on to that in a minute. So when I did the first one, they crocheted up really quickly. So we've both got one in front of us. It's a really nice kind of shell and puff stitch pattern with a half treble sole. So when I'd finished the first one, I was like, oh, I'm not sure, it seems a bit flappy and it looks like it will be too big and it doesn't look like it will stay up and it's quite a lacy pattern so I don't think it's going to be warm and I finished it uh, maybe it was one of those where Matthew said I'm going to bed are you coming up yeah I'll be there in a minute I'll be there in a minute just one more row and maybe an hour and a half later and I think I finished this about half midnight one night last week I was like I'm not sure I'm going to do the other one and then I fully had to eat my words about 10 seconds later because I put it on my foot I'd had bare feet all night, so I was frozen. I've got a real issue with not recognising that my feet are cold. Put it on, and this yarn was so lovely and warm. The pattern, whilst it is much baggier than you would get from a fitted, knitted sock, you just have to recognise a crochet sock is a very different beast. And actually, it stayed on, and it stayed up, and it was warm, and the yarn was delightful. The yarn feels really soft and warm because I've got it's it on my hand here. Lovely. And also, even though the, the 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 sole is double crochet, it's really nice and soft. The pattern's really pretty, it's, and it's, this yarn is lovely. It's like um, a sort of mix of bluish, lilac-y, purpley it's got tones. A marl in it's there. really it's gorgeous. Lovely. So I said it's something like mother of pearl when you get those blues coming through yeah it's, really nice. that's a good it's actually half treble on the sole oh is it half yeah, treble that but that like, shows you how yeah how close, close i am yeah in, you're quite tight um, with my crochet so these i have now actually also worn all day i've washed them wow they're fine you've washed them so <laughs> good you. job it's on my hand <laughs> I, so you <laughs> um, I wore these all day on tuesday and then I've got a wool wash in my washing machine which goes at 40 degrees and although the yarn says 30, even my cashmere goes through on the 40 degree wash and um, through my washing machine and they've come out and they've got line dried, finished off in the radiator and they are back to the shapes that they were when I crocheted them. Really, really comfortable so I wore them all day long and as I'm stood now I stand at my desk all day long I've got one of these rising desks and I never sit down during the day so I stood in these all day long mm. and I was concerned that I would get the imprint and it would hurt my feet not a chance they were really really comfortable so really pleased to eat my words because if you haven't yet mastered sock crocheting this is a really good pattern Mm. also considering you've washed them there's no pilling or anything no. on the yarn it's re- really really still looks like it's new it's not, lovely not washed. so i've added this project and the cowl which it's the worcester scarf but i don't really wear scarves i wear cowls so i made it into a cowl so if you want to have a look at that then please do i am ma dashper on ravelry but if you go into the show notes page under the contact us tab our ravelry details are on there so you can go in and see these um, these two projects so i may as well just continue on into the yarn review yep it's lovely it's got such a nice twist on it the Soxia yarn we've already talked about the colour and the fact that it's got this slight marled effect going into heathery purples and almost a pinky and then into the blue it's really delightful to work with so I did the crocheted sock in Soxia and then at the same time I was also reviewing Regia's Arna and Carlos design line yarn which I wanted to have a look at because we'd interviewed Arna and Carlos but I also wanted to look at the difference with something that's more an engineered sock yarn the difference between working with that in crochet and working with that in knitted so if you look at the photos you will see that with the knitted sock I've used the sock yeah yarn for the toe heel and cuff of the knitted sock using the regia stuff so sorry that's a bit complicated but what that allowed me to do was knit up the same sock with two different types of yarn and then compare and contrast them on the same sock for feel and for knitting 
Now, the comparison between the two, and they are very different yarns, so it's maybe a little unfair to compare them, but the Sock Ye yarn is 75% superwash merino, 25% nylon, suggested 2.25mm needle, but I was using a 2.5mm for both, okay. and it's machine washable at 30 degrees. Now, coming on to the Regia yarn, that's got the same mix wool content, so it's 75% wool, 25% polyamide, and they're saying 2 to 3 mil needles, but okay. again, it was 2.5 mil because it was socks that I was making with them. And again, that is machine washable. The socks, yeah, is £5.45 per 50 grams. The Regia is £5.19 per 50 grams. So very similar in cost. They're really similar. Yeah. I would say the difference in quality is quite far apart for what I'm looking for in a sock yarn. The sock share is soft, it's silky really soft. soft. It's beautiful on your feet. The Regia stuff, whilst yes, it's patterned, so money has gone into the origination of the design. And I like the design. I, I like the little Feroz, yeah. so cute. And Winky will be over the moon when he gets his little socks. But actually for me, if these were going on my feet, my money would be going on socks, yeah, every time. Okay. Because, again, reflecting on the fact that I don't do very patterned stuff, so I like quite plain stuff. If there's pattern, I prefer it to be in the pattern design rather than in the yarn design. But just don't feel, if, if I couldn't see and I was just going on touch alone, socks, yeah. Yeah, the, the um, regia is a little bit thicker, but then again, it is knitted, isn't it? Yeah. And we've got comparing it with the crochet which does feel a lot softer to be fair but then even on the, on the cuff if you're feeling between the cuff yeah, of socksia and can the feel main the difference. body yeah. it, it is rougher and the socksia is just but I suppose if you lovely. wanted like a hiking sock something for within your then boots perfect. then this would be the, the regia would be perfect would be perfect it? yeah Although I would still hike in socks, yeah. Well. <laughs> and so within that, then what you can also see on the photos are the difference between a little crocheted sock booty. It's very cute. They are incredibly cute. <laughs> Just to show you the difference, if you're going to buy sock yarn and you want to crochet it, it gives you an indication of what it might come out like. Now, to me, there is no contest. It has to be knitted. If you're going to get a highly patterned designed yarn, Honestly, I would say it's a shame to put it through a crochet pattern. It is. Pattern like I, this I one. absolutely agree because it's been designed for knitting and yeah. that patterning is designed to show with stocking stitch. Yeah. But with crochet, you just don't get the smoothness of the stitch, so yeah. therefore you don't see the pattern. It's just completely different. And I think we mentioned this, didn't we, when we spoke with Arna and Carlos? We did. Um, I think Arna had said that a lady had created a granny squares with it, and, it and that worked. But that was about about it really yeah. I think so maybe I'll I've got a little bit left over that Faye passed to me so maybe I'll create a little granny square and, and we'll just looks. see how it works equally I did some double crochet half treble and some treble with it it looked okay mm -hmm. but if you were finding probably a, a better stitch rather than a standard stitch you would find something that worked for it so maybe the granny square is the way forward but I, th I thought I'll just do it because it's a good I think it's, it's a, a good, really exercise good exercise to show people definitely. if you've got lots of this yarn are you going to use it for knitting and crochet yeah. take a look at the two little socks that I did I'm actually going down to see Jenny and her two boys in a weekend or so so I'm hoping to get a little photo of the Duke with his little baby socks on and Winky with his little knitted ferals on so cute baby photos shall come we'll shortly look forward hopefully. to seeing those yeah <laughs> that's it on the yarn front I've had quite a lot of fun and it's that's why it's been so socky. So a baby pair crocheted, a winky pair knitted and then my crocheted socks from the crochet yearbook and then I also tried to quickly drill through a pair of my normal sock pattern with the John Arbin. Hey, it's a, a single woman knitting and crochet machine. Yeah, I have come to fingers of fire. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like I don't do anything else. I'm very busy, but I seem to just be able to whiz through projects at the moment. I think this podcast has also spurred me on to crack on with my finished objects, have fewer whips and really start something finish it have a few projects on the go because i couldn't just do one thing but I, I want to be able to crack on i think that's a few listeners have said it um, they listened to the podcast and then they thought right i'm going to, going to tidy up my stash so we had a few photographs of that which was great and sort out the whips get them out see what's what get rid of some carry on with some others try to finish them off so yeah that was really good feedback yeah. it's nice that we've inspired people to yeah. get on with their crafting 
And now on to magazine reviews. So we have four magazines this month to review. Uh, Both Faye and I have had a good look through all the magazines. We have Inside Crochet, issue 76. We have Let's Get Crafting, issue 80. Simply Crochet, issue 44. And Woman's Weekly Knitting and Crochet for May 2016. We have a full review that's written up in the show notes. And we're just going to really have a quick chat about our top two makes, really, what we've chosen out of all of the magazines. And I think that the project I would really like to make is a Salandine wrap. It's by Emma Wright and she says it was inspired by the flower of the same name and she's used Fibre Company yarn. I haven't tried their stuff yet. Well, this one, it was an Aran weight, so it's quite a chunky neck scarf wrap. Cumbria Worsted, it's called, in Buttermere, which is one of my favourite shades I have to yeah. say I think that's what attracts me to it the most is the colour it's like a yellow ochre colour yeah. you just need 200 gram balls which is great okay so quite affordable as well mm. and for me it would be the Blossom Cushion which is in Simply Crochet issue 44 it's a really nice take on an oriental theme quite plain but I quite like the fact that it's a standard cushion base so you're learning that and then the blossom flowers are crocheted up in a really beautiful pink but also that they're using embroidery for the branches for the blossom to sit on. And I really like, even if it's still thread-based and yarn-based, but actually using different crafting types to get an overall really nice finished project. I like that mixed-media approach. I mean, that one really pops out as something that's very makeable. We're moving on to my favourite bit, the whip wall. <laughs> Lynn's least favourite bit, the whip wall. So I have a question to pose, and I would really love answers from listeners. When is a whip not a whip? I think if you're doing a pair of socks and you've done one of your socks, then the, your finished sock belongs in the finished object camp. And if you haven't yet started your other sock, then that's not a whip. But it's not completely finished because you've only had one sock, so it's not very useful. You should see Baby Bird. She never has a pair of matching socks on her feet. (laughs) I see your point. I see your point, And I would never not wear matching socks. But I like this idea that it's a foot in both camps with a pair of socks. So you don't (laughs) have as many whips. It is a fudge. And I have counted it in my whips for this time round. So how many have you got? Well, last time... <laughs> she scatters. We talked about when I get my little notebook, and I'll, I think I've taken a photograph of this just to demonstrate that I do have twenty-one, <laughs> or did have, did <laughs> Not in the past tense have twenty-one whips. So I written them all down, and I identified who the four. It's like if I don't know what the whips for, do I really need to keep it as a whip, or should I frog it and? use the wall for something else so that that was my reason why i've listed everything down so i basically finished it's the simplest neck cozy that you could imagine literally just cast on something like 122 stitches with a four ply tweed yarn i think um it was one of the charity shop hauls that my daughter brought me one day it's called rowan spun i mean it's it's discontinued obviously it's old um but it's absolutely gorgeous and it's 25 gram skein each one and there must have been about 40 in two different colorways one was a greeny with lovely little neps in and one was more of a brown so still have quite a lot of this yarn left but it takes about three to make a really deep neck cozy which i used four millimeter needles with even though it's four ply because it just gives it a more open stitch so been, I've made a couple of those so yeah. far. So I just need to block it out and spread the stitches out a little bit more. So that was one finished whip. Ticked off my list. Done. And the next one that I did was I finished my Back to Scarf, which is on Ravelry. It's really popular. It's just a very simple garter stitch scarf that you increase on one side every four or six rows. I can't remember. I think it's every four rows. Mm-hmm. And I had two skeins of Manostel Uruguay. And I think I'd got to the point where I probably had about four inches left. Bearing in mind, I'm on the decrease, so I've only got about 20 stitches. Left in my project bag for about a year, thinking, oh, I don't really like it. It's so simple, it's just garter stitch. And then I was like, come on, I don't think you've finished taken that off since you finished it. No, I haven't. I wear it all the time. And previously, you didn't really wear knitted scarves. Because I I struggle, you see, I struggle with sensitive skin. So if there's a little bit of, you know, fiber even if it's i can even struggle with acrylic if it has lots of little fibers floating off it 
starts making my nose go all strange so I do have to be really careful so I thought no come on Lynn get this sorted so I finished it off I had enough yarn to make two little teeny weeny pom-poms so anytime I can add a pom-pom I will pom-poms on the end <laughs> and I absolutely love it I mean yeah. the colours are all it's my favourite colours anyway it's mustards, teal blues, and, oh, teal a, quite a nice bright blue that just lightens it all up a little bit and I absolutely love it and I'm going to make another one but I'm going to make it longer so that's my back to so that's two whips off my list then I had a really horrible join as you go blanket that I'd been working on <laughs> with all horrible acrylic yarns that not that all acrylic yarn is horrible but the, the ones in this particular blanket they were just I don't know we even know what they were where they were from they were just hard and not very nice and thought what am I going to do with this I wouldn't give it to anybody I don't want it yeah so I like I, that idea that you said that if you list it and say, well, What's it what for? am I going to do with yeah. it? So not just, oh, I have to finish this because I've started a bit. Who's going to be the recipient? Is it me? Would I actually want to give it away? I think that's a really good approach. And what I'd done is I'd, I, I'd started this blanket. When I did demos, it was to show people how to join as you go. So I'd just get another. It was all in blues. It was actually not that bad. It wasn't hideous. But I decided, well, if I do a demonstration again, I want it to look a bit nicer than yeah. that as well. So let's inspire people not to put them off crochet so that one actually i have to say uh, it went in the bin it's gone but if you're not like if you didn't enjoy working with the yarn and you can't charity shop it because it's not that it kind of a project no. then what's the point so that went and then i had a, started a little hexagon blanket which was do a hexagon a day i don't know it's about two years ago <laughs> <laughs> how many hexagons about, did you do about 30 maybe <laughs> this, this reminds me when i was growing up I kind of quite like to take that and I wrote to them once saying I'm going to write to you every day. I wrote to them once <laughs> saying I'm going to write to you every day. Parallels to be drawn. Oh, so the, the only problem was it was with, I, I had loads of Debbie Bliss Baby Cash Merino that I'd oh, used for these. I know. horrible predicament. I know, so it's like, oh no. Well, I did start unravelling, but then I just ended up with these really little, little bits. Yeah. And some of them had been little bits that I'd tied together because I was literally using up oddments. So again, that went in the bin as well. But there was only 30 and they were really tiny, so it wasn't a lot. I know it's really bad. Use it or throw it. Yes. So I've never, ever done that before. I've never thrown anything away, but I'm getting pretty desperate here. Needs must. 21 is really on your yes. mind. <laughs> and then the only other thing that I did was I started messing around with something for the crochet circle which I'm, I'm not going to talk about now but I'll talk about them next time and I just needed some orange or something a little bit bright just to lift it the thing that I was making and I knew that in my whips I had again I was messing around with join as you go and showing people and they, this was going to make a little cushion cover but I used the yarn for something else <laughs> so I didn't even have the yarn left so I thought ah I know I'll undo I will undo these because it was I needed to use some of the orange bits that were in the centres of some of the granny squares. So that's what I did, unravelled and made a few little orange squares from a current project that I'm working on. So that was perfect. Brilliant. So that's, so that's five things, five projects that have either been finished or they've gone out of my whip basket. So, so I'm quite you pleased. At? What's your number? So now 21 Digway 5 is... 16. 16. <laughs> she says pattern checker. <laughs> I wasn't very good. <laughs> Was it really? I can't even add up. Although, to be fair, it's coming up for 10 to 2. We haven't had lunch yet. So, that's probably why. So, yeah, I've got quite. Now, I'm going through them one at a time now. Um, I am working on a little lace crochet shawl that was in a magazine called Crochet Gifts. And the design is it's called Odaletta Shawl. It's really pretty. And the designer is Anna. Nikopirovics. It's just very light, it's very summery and pretty and I think it's on Ravelry as one of my whips. I can put a picture up anyway in the show notes. And it's not even lots and lots of rows, I think it's about 15 rows in total because it isn't a deep shawl which is perfect because I don't like deep V shawls really so it's more of a scarfy shawl. But I'm just contemplating now, the reason I haven't finished it off is do I add beads or not and I wasn't going to add beads to it 
so I'd set off crocheting and then when I started the the part where you meant to add beads to it I think it needs the beads because it I think it'll weight. wait I think it otherwise it isn't going to work so I've just come to a standstill but when we go to black sheep I'm going to see I'm going to bring it with me and see if I can match up some nice colored beads excellent yeah so that's what I'm going to be working on next so hopefully I'll have that one so finished. So that's nice, you know how many whips you've got, you've got them yep. worked out who they're for and you know which one you're trying to tick off. So you're trying to do that before the next episode? Yeah. <laughs> Can we apply pressure? I'm going to try and do that and then there's a couple <laughs> more whips that I know probably don't need a great deal of work so maybe I can get those finished as well yeah. but I'm not promising but I'm hoping that one, the older letter shawl is definitely done by next time. Brilliant. I can wear fashioning it. it. Yes. So that's covered your finished objects and your whip oh, wall. Just oh, just on the side though, I do have a blanket that I made. It wasn't on my whips because it wasn't a whip. I just decided to start a granny square blanket with some bits of yarn that I found in my box upstairs. When did, when did you start that? Oh, it took me a couple, of, perhaps a couple of weeks, just a few hours here and there. I mean, it's really, really quick. It's just literally a granny square that goes bigger and bigger but what I did was I mooched through my uh, Natura four ply yarn which comes I just seem to have loads of really nice colours in that left over from various projects and I had a lot of colours that graduated quite nicely into each other so I just picked maybe five or six. So is that a start and a finish? It was start and a finish. To the next? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, so I've got a blanket now, wondering who I'm going to give it to, and then we have a friend who announced she was <gasps> having s- expecting oh. a baby, so I'm thinking, okay. So this is our first, good. a lot of the ladies that come to Wool Gathering Sandbatch have got children, but we've never, in the just, it's about a year and a quarter that I've been running the group, and we've never had somebody be pregnant during um, their time at Wool Gathering Sandbatch and our friend is and I'm so excited. I think this baby is going to be covered in knitting and crochet. Definitely. (laughs) And and all of the ladies I'm sure around Wool Gathering will be making her stuff. Yeah I think we're all excited. So you reckon that's where it's going it's going to be for her baby? It's quite blue so we'll see. Not that that really matters to be honest. Brilliant. And how about you, Faye? How are um, you getting on with well, your... I'm just trying to remember how many I had. I think I thought it was eight. Sorry, I'm just rustling to pull the whip wall out. Can I, can I just tell you at this moment in time as well, whilst I've just been talking about my whips, <laughs> Faye has actually unravelled something. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> it was on a desk ten minutes ago, yeah, and now we, we don't have a blanket anymore. Yeah. We have balls of wool instead. So yeah, I had ten items, of which I've got through quite a lot of them. So it's probably easier to talk about my finished objects first. I referred in the last spoken episode about the Edinburgh Yarn Festival knitted scarf. It's called Endless Possibilities, and that's a pattern that I will probably write up properly and put up on Ravelry so I'm really proud of that so that got done and then on the way back from Edinburgh Yarn Festival I had some leftover yarn from Endless Possibilities so I crocheted up a neck warmer which is called Nougat Neck because <laughs> I like having stupid names it's the colours of Nougat without oh, the pistachio bits in it mm-hmm. I like alliteration as well so Nougat Neck is what it is so they've both been done and probably one of the things I should talk about is that I now wake up in the middle of the night, I wake up every morning and I have got designs and patterns running through my head and stitch ideas and I've never had this before. I'm reasonably creative but I've never had the point where I've got stuff I wake up and I think there's a design there, there's a pattern there and clearly there's a release that I need to get out. So I have also started designing things and with that of course what you have to do is be really thorough so the thing that I've designed which I might be able to talk about next um, next episode actually because again there are lots of things going on so I've made four variations of that now to check it in different yarn weights and make sure that I can get the stitch counts right so four of them and they weren't even on my original whip list and then I've made some nice little bits and pieces with I call them yarn straggles so Lynn's teacup is currently sat on a little coaster that I made that was with a yarn straggle of some British breed wool that I got Very at nice. Edinburgh Yarn Festival and made into one of the shawls that I was just referring to and then I made the coasters out of odds and sods. As I've already talked about, there were the little crocheted socks for the Duke and the socks for Winky, the knitted ones. 
my crochet Worcester cowl, which was using stash yarn, so double brownie points for that. Yeah. Evesham socks, which I've already spoken about. The other night I quickly made some... <laughs> mushrooms and a bat <laughs> I'll come on to that and why I've been crocheting up a bat and some mushrooms but it's to do with a charity project that I want to get involved in and I would love you guys to get involved in they're all my FOs, it's, uh, like I say fingers of fire is what I've had over yeah, the last few absolutely. weeks and a sock, which was the John Arbon one that I referred to, mm-hmm. so I have got one done, which I finished off last night and I'm probably just under halfway through the next one I suspect that my um, whips are going to be quite a few socks. That's what I see in my future. Great. So how many whips do you have now, Faye? uh, Well, as Lynn has said, I have just unravelled one. So that was a blanket that I was doing for Baby Bird. I was knitting it and I just stopped feeling the love for it. And what I'm actually going to do is crochet it instead because it will be faster. And I found a stitch that I really love. I've got some really beautiful blankets in the house and she hauls them over and then that prods her feet through them and pulls them really taut and she's always hearing will you stop that that's my best blanket will you get your feet out of it because she's always poking her little toes so I need something that's really dense and the knitted one I just think she would have ruined it like first time out so I need to be careful about the stitch that I take for that so that's gone so that leaves me with half a sock to do that's whip one that'll be done by Saturday that'll be done if not tonight whip two is the Shoreline's blanket so that's ongoing I reckon that's I've probably got maybe another three podcasts in that mm. before that's finished. Certainly before the year is out, I'd like to have that done. Missed Kingfisher, the, sc- the um, shawl that I've already referred to, that one's going to be a really long burn because I'm doing that as a crochet along with my friend Jenny and she doesn't get that much crochet time. So, And I don't want to get ahead of her. Yeah. We want to run it at roughly the same time. So we're sending WhatsApp pictures back and forward. So mine's very neutral and hers is grey and pink and looks fabulous. You might see that one on the whip wall for a good okay. few months before that gets done. And then I also have the TARDIS cushion, which is ongoing, which you can see in the photos. It is basically the TARDIS with fleur-de-lis coming out of it and it will be a cushion for our kitchen. But I just love crochet. And it's that work, It is, yeah. yeah. So it's cross-stitch okay. and it's, it's really nice, but it's not crochet or knitting. So I've got five because there's also the Fantastic. little Winky scarf, which is the post back and forth yeah, one with Winky. I'm but impressed. like I say, I'm going to see him, so I'll probably sit and do some crochet with him. But I've gone from ten of halved. No, mm. two. Oh, actually, and the other one that I am yet to unravel, but I'm not going to count it, was the contemporary cushion that I was doing from last episode. the, oh, um, the crochet. I'm just not feeling the love for okay. it, so I'm going to unravel it all, we'll have another you. think, and I might keep it in a project bag mm-hmm. once I've unravelled it and come at it again. But for now, I'm enjoying doing socks and other bits and pieces so much that I don't I don't want to start working on something where I feel like, oh, I don't want to do this. But I'll, I will come back to it because mm-hmm. I like to learn skills and I don't like to say, I tried that and I didn't like it. So yeah, down to five. Woo-hoo! Absolutely brilliant. Good That's start great. for me. My aim is to just, uh, I had 21, I would like to get down to half to begin with and yeah. then half again. So back down Do to five. It. Five's the magic number. That kind of hems up the finished objects and the yeah. whips. So we've put loads of photos up on Pinterest. We'll pop some on Instagram as well, but you can see what we're up to and generally a lot of our stuff goes on Ravelry so you can have a good mooch around and see what we're up to. Love to get some feedback from you. Yeah, I'd love to see what you're yeah. up to as well. Yeah, your whips and your finished objects. Yeah, some so of the anything. stuff on the finished objects oh, Ravelry thread. We don't have that many people engaging with it yet, but the stuff that's in there is really Spot nicely on. executed, yeah. beautiful stuff, mm. lovely colour choices. There's a lady that was speaking to yesterday from Germany I think her name is Beta and she's doing a poncho in, in yarn that she's hand spun wow it's incredible bright mm. red looks really funky with little pom poms <laughs> down the side That's so great. I've asked her to model it for us next time so <laughs> she's waiting for better weather <laughs> I was really pleased to see um, somebody one lady had finished off the crochet on that I did for Woman's Weekly and yes. it was just really nice to see that everything worked well it looked absolutely great she'd done a really good job so it's really chuffed to it's see nice. that so that brings us quickly on to a charity project I mentioned bats and mushrooms earlier I'm a huge fan of the National Trust and what they do to preserve some of our buildings within the UK and some of the estates and the land and um, Arlington Mill which is in North Devon have this really great idea where they have woolen woods 
Basically what they do is encourage crofters, and you could be a needle felter, you could be a knitter or a crocheter, encourage you to make birds, flowers, mushrooms, um, mammals, all sorts of things that would live in a British woodland or remind you of autumnal times because it, op- it opens from the 27th of August yeah. through to the 30th of October and they open up part of the woodland and they have a display of in the woolen woods and it's incredible we'll put some photos up on the show notes the lady that you can see knitting in the middle of the woodland is Natalie who runs the project for Arlington Mill and I just thought it was a really nice thing to get involved in and so I've made a bat and some mushrooms because what they particularly want, they've got lots of flowers and what they want are fungus if people are happy to crochet that for them and mammals and I thought well why don't we open it out I've got a tiny little woodland patch when I say a woodland patch I've got a sycamore and a holly bush but it looks more woodlandy than it is outside the girl office and I figured if people wanted to help out then they could send stuff to us. I'll be able to give them my address if they message us directly. And then they can send all of their crocheted or knitted or whatever they've done. And then I'll create a mini crochet circle woodland scene out in my huge estate park woodland. <laughs> <laughs> a holly bush and a sycamore tree. Um, but then we can have a little crochet circle mini woodland photograph it and then I will bundle it all up and send it down to Devon send it down to the National Trust property it's a great idea Faye I think it's been going on for a couple of years now maybe this is about the third year I can't quite remember but I know it was on last year I'm pretty sure it was on the year before and the things that people make are absolutely stunning yeah and what they encourage you to do is add your name and where you've come from so they can see how far around the UK this stuff has come and of course if you're one of our further afield listeners and you want to send something that would come to the UK and appear in a woodland in England with your name attached to it seeing however far flung it's come from please do we'd love to receive it we'd love to see it and get some photos in situ in my place and then send them down to the mill I had a little look around Ravelry just to save you time really that if you think oh I'd like to get involved to say you're trying to find a suitable pattern and found some patterns that I think are suitable you know that are written in English because some of the patterns that looked amazing but maybe they were in Spanish or something so that was prove a little bit difficult so I can put the links on that there's bats there's fungi there was I think I found a nice squirrel pattern as well found a few nice mammals so yeah I'll put the links on and then you can go get the pattern delve into your stash and crochet up a little animal mushroom whatever and have it out on show yeah. for people to see and enjoy what i really loved about this project is at the end of every exhibition they bring in all of the items they wash them they store them and they go out the next year so the exhibition just gets bigger and bigger year on year so it's not a one-time thing you don't put lots of effort into this and then that's it and they get binned and they hope that people do the same again they really take care of the items and they get a rebirth every single year and that speaks to the uh, the environmental principles that we've got here at yeah, the crochet circle so really chuffed about that if you'd like to get involved information on the show notes you would have to message me directly to be able to get my postal address to send stuff through but I would love it if we had a massive batch of stuff going down from the crochet circle so we also have a couple of competition giveaways for you both will be run through our Ravelry group which is the crochet circle podcast the first one up is some Regia um, Arna and Carlos design line yarn which is in the colour summary when we interviewed them we also got them to sign one of the stash tags that I sell so with the yarn you you'd get a nice little written message signed off by Arna and Carlos and also six stash tags. So that's that giveaway. That will run until the 31st of May, midnight GMT and through our Ravelry thread. And then the other interview that we did, which will go out as a written interview, was with Cara Ackerman from DMC. And she very kindly gave us four balls of DMC's Natura Medium Just Cotton and a nice little painted bamboo crochet hook and a leaflet with some amigurumi patterns in it as well. So if you'd like to enter for either of those competitions, as I said, go through our Ravelry thread. You have until the 31st of May at midnight GMT. Final one from us is What's Good? What's Good With You? We've had 346 downloads of our podcast. That's amazing. I'm really chuffed. 
I would put this little podcast out thinking a few people might listen yeah. to this and we're less than a month in and 346 people and we've got really nice threads going on Ravelry and people following us on Instagram and Pinterest and Twitter and it's just really nice people are very engaged and they're lovely folk as well thank you to everyone who's listened to episodes one and two hope you also enjoy episodes three and four five six seven eight nine ten (laughs) well for me what's good is i've been approached to write another book which is on knitting so i can't really say too much about it at the moment but yeah really really pleased it's a really really nice theme to it so yeah i'll tell you more about that so that was exciting, along with the Yarndale. Multi-book um, person. Yeah. I uh, thought, you know, one day I'd like to have a book out, knitting or crochet. And I think now that, that will be my fourth one. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's with Search Press again anyway. Yeah. It's exciting. Excellent. Well yeah. done. That's good news. And right. that's it. Hopefully we've inspired you, helped you, given you pointers of where to look for different things. So any feedback that you've got, really welcome. And if you want to join us on Ravelry, you're more than welcome as well. Join the rest of the group. And we'll see you or hear you or speak to you next time round. Yep, goodbye. Bye.